Canine Cast number 58 is brought to you by Home Again Pet Recovery Service and ID Microchips on the web at homeagainpets.com. It's the Canine Cast with Tara and Walter. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Canine Cast. This is Tara. And hello everyone, this is Walter with a Canine Cast recap in case you missed the last Canine Cast. Canine Cast number 57. Canine Cast number 57 was actually all about laughing dogs. And we also had a question where we addressed the issue of two alphas and one household. And we also addressed what it means when your dog brings you its food. Thanks, Walter. On today's Canine Cast, well, first of all, it's Valentine's Day. And Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, we're, we're going to share with you in a moment why Valentine's Day is extra special to us here in our family. And then we also have a, we also have a story a little bit more about dogs watching TV and a little bit of a technical discussion about different types of TVs and dogs. It's kind of neat. A question about dealing with dog-to-dog aggression and also another question about a puppy who just does not want to go to sleep. So, um, to, so to start off, uh, as we said, you know, happy Valentine's Day to everybody. And this, this is a day when most people, you know, spend it concentrating on their loved ones of, you know, all, all different shapes, sizes, and heights. Here in our family, we celebrate Valentine's Day, not just with each other, but also with our dogs, partially because this is the day that we celebrate our dogs' birthdays. Now, the reason for that is, um, is well, when we first got Toby, it started with him because on the paperwork that we got from the rescue, um, it said that his birthday was actually February 14th, Valentine's Day. So that's, that's something that's kind of neat, and we've always celebrated that with him. Well, when we got Kyler about a year and a half later, we, we didn't know what, what her birthday is. We still, we still don't. We don't really know even how old she is, although we kind of guess. So what we decided to do was to celebrate both of their birthdays at the same time because these two pretty much do everything together as it is and want and want to. So we just um, we spend our Valentine's Day making a very very big deal about our dogs. They get uh, they get special treats. We get to sit around and laugh ourselves silly while we watch them try to pull bones out of packages and that kind of thing. But, um, but yeah, so happy Valentine's Day to all of you out there, and happy birthday to Toby and Kyler. Happy birthday. Yay. Yes, they're, they're another year older, which is, of course, with dogs, is always a bittersweet thing. But, um, but that means it's another year that they've been with us, so that's something that makes us really, really happy. Um, so just wanted to share that little tidbit with you guys. Uh, next, what we have is an email. We, we've had quite a lively discussion about dogs watching TV over the past few shows and different people's experiences with their dogs watching TV and other moving things. So we have an email from John where he talks about his dog watching TV. And John writes, I'm writing about Canine Cast 54 regarding dogs that watch TV. Our dog, Fluffy, is a small 8-pound mixed terrier that absolutely can see images on TV. Normally, she relaxes on the couch when we watch television, but if a dog is displayed, she immediately leaps off the couch and barks furiously and continuously until the image is removed. We can't even watch our favorite dog show, The Dog Whisperer, anymore because of this. Sound is irrelevant. There can be a music track or a voiceover with no barking, and it makes no difference. 
By the way, the TV technology may make a difference. CRT, or cathode ray tube screens, the kind with big picture tubes, are the type most likely to not be visible to dogs since they display blank frames between the images. LCD screens, however, are different for two reasons. One, the image is formed all at once. There is no electron gun painting each pixel one at a time with, as with CRTs, which thus causes the blank display between frames while the gun returns to the top. Pixels have latency. They stay on brief portion of a second after being turned off. So each frame blends with the last on LCD screens. So assuming dogs really distinguish the frames individually, the image on an LCD monitor should look like slow, jerky video. I'm reminded of your listener's story of the dog that could see the cursor on a screen. It would be interesting to know if that wasn't on, a, on an LCD monitor. With all this said, Fluffy can see images on both CRT and LCD screens. I don't know enough about plasma and other new display technologies to guess whether more dogs could see those, but it would be interesting to hear from other listeners. I thought about attempting to train this behavior out of her, but I believe it may be related to a larger inability to get along with other dogs. Since we adopted her from a shelter six months ago, she hasn't trusted any other dog to get near her. She runs a bit toward them, barks furiously, then runs away. If we hold her and allow another dog to get too close, she makes a sneak attack, she snips at the other dog with no warning. So I think we might not be able to address a TV issue without addressing the larger socialization issue first. If you have any advice, that would be great. But as our dog is already a senior dog being treated for congestive heart failure, we're resigned to saving our dog shows on our recorder and keeping her away from other dogs. But in case it makes a difference, early on when we first got her, a very large neighborhood dog that was loose snuck up on us while we were walking Fluffy, and she got a really good scare. If I hadn't gotten a hold of her, which was very hard to do, she was running around like the crazy end at the leash, and it was very hard to get a hold of. In fact, all I could do was lift her up by the leash and put her on my shoulder. She could well have been history. We don't know for sure if she had an aversion to other dogs before this incident. She did share a cage with another dog at the shelter, but there may have been other circumstances. She had been stray and seemed really worn down when we got her. Thanks very much, John and Cindy and Fluffy. Thanks, John and Cindy and Fluffy for writing us. Wow, there's there's so much in that email. So uh, for, so first I wanted to talk about um, the the different types of TV screens because I'm not really I'm not, I'm not really that up on on the different types. I I hear the terms, but I always get confused as to what's what. So that's really neat to know the technology behind it and you know kind of guess at how that would that would um, make things work a little bit differently. But um, but I, I also I also thought that was interesting how you talked about how she'll you know she'll really really bark at um at dogs on TV, and and it's it sounds like she has you know a, um quite a bit of dog aggression just in general. So now now first of all in in working with this I would I would keep in mind that she, that as you said um she's pretty old so the best time to work on dog socialization whether that be with um with other people dogs or other animals or what have you is when the dogs are very very young there's actually a socialization period where they are most open to that and then after that point it gets a little bit harder now another thing that um that goes on is depending on many many factors but um but a big one can be the dog's breed there are certain there are certain types of dogs that just simply even even if they are very well socialized 
um, just, you know, don't, aren't really programmed to necessarily get along with other dogs. And, you know, and that's okay. What um, the best thing to do, to do for the person in that type of a situation is just to manage it with their dog. And the way to do that is basically by working on obedience to the point where the dog will respond, um, you know, knows the commands, will respond amidst all kinds of different distractions. Then if the dog is able to do that, if say another dog is coming down the road, whereas your dog may normally kind of, you know, bark and go, go a little bit crazy. Instead, if the dog knows, for example, to sit and stay, and it can do that really, really well on command, even with the big distraction of the other dog there, it gives the dog something else to do other than other than showing those aggressive tendencies so that's so that's um, a way to manage it now it sounds it sounds like with fluffy um you'd mentioned that she's you know that she is a mixed terrier and you know there are it sounds like there are a number of different things that could have you know gone into this to you know to ba to basically make her um feel the way she does about other dogs which uh which it, it seems like she's not the most fond of them um and that's you know and and that's okay. Being being a terrier, terriers as a group tend to ha um, have a little bit more dog dog aggression than you know some other groups of dogs would. So I would so I'd keep that all in mind. And as and as you said, you know, with her being an older dog, I would say that probably the best thing for you guys to do is you probably could work on socializing her to other dogs to a certain extent. However, um, you know, dog, other dogs may never be her favorite other animals to hang out with. So I would, I would say with her, you know, just, just kind of manage it, um, you know, so that you guys, you know, enjoy your time together because she sounds, she sounds like a lovely dog overall. Um, I, I applaud you for, you mentioned the situation where, you know, there was another dog involved, but luckily you had her on the leash so you could get her out of the situation and keep her safe. I applaud you for that. Um, you know, I'm a big, big proponent of always having even the best trained dogs on lead any time that they are not in a, in um, a controlled situation, meaning you know inside inside of a fence that they can't get out of, or you know any time that they're around other animals that they're not familiar with, so on and so forth, for particularly that reason, so you can keep them safe. Whether you know keeping them safe means keeping them out of the street when a car's coming, or being able to, if if needs be, pull them out of um, a situation with another dog by using the leash. So so it sounds like you guys are you know are doing some things to manage to manage her. Um, if you want to work with her in obedience, then that can help to give her some other behaviors to do when she sees other dogs. It can also help with the you know with the barking and jumping up and down when she sees dogs on TV. Um, by her having another behavior to do and to concentrate on that may help to calm her down. Now, it's, it's obviously not going to be something that happens overnight. You'll want to work on, I would recommend either sit stays or down stays and work on, work on them, you know, just a little bit over time, work on easier, much easier distractions than other dogs at first um, and eventually work your way up to where, you know, if she's, if she sees another dog, go ahead and have her sit and stay or lay down and stay 
and it'll give her something else to concentrate on and maybe calm her down a little bit when she's in that type of a situation. Um, and, that, and that'll make it a little bit easier on all of you. But, um, but it sounds like you've got a great dog there and that you guys are all um, very, very happy together. You say, and, you know, a couple of times in there how, how very much you guys love her. So congratulations on the, the, newer, uh, the new addition to your family in the past six months and thanks for writing in. For, um, for our, the next thing that we wanted to talk about, we got uh, an email from Daniel. Now, you may remember uh, a couple of weeks ago, he had written in about their new Great Dane puppy. And, and um, she's, we have some pictures up of her. She's just a cutie. So you can check that out on the listener picture gallery. But um, Daniel actually has a question for us today about Tallulah. Daniel writes, We would like to request some help with an issue we've been having with Tallulah. So far, to make things easier on her, we've had her sleep in our room, on a bed on the floor. Bela sleeps right next to her on her own bed. This, of course, has been going on since we got her about a week ago. The problem is, when it's time to go to bed, Tallulah doesn't want to go to sleep. She very much behaves like a human baby, where they are in a bad mood because they're tired but just don't know they should go to sleep. We can tell she's tired because she really doesn't want to do anything and literally can't stay on her feet. But as soon as she touches the bed, she starts throwing a tantrum, thrashes around, starts trying to bite Bela and even us. Since she's already tired, she's not even controlling her bite so it can get a bit nasty. Eventually, she does fall asleep, but we're still not sure what to do to help her get to sleep easier. We've tried singing to her, petting her, yelling, giving her a chew toy, having her run a few laps around the yard before bed, and most of those only work once, so we have to keep being creative. Now, eventually, we want both dogs to get used to sleeping outside, each on a bed, but we're concerned Tallulah will keep bothering Bela once we leave them both outside. Also, Tallulah starts whining whenever we try to leave them both outside, because of course she'd rather sleep inside. So that's the situation, and we were hoping you could give us some tips. Is Tallulah's bedtime behavior common? What could we do to make sleeping easier for her? Would having the dog sleep outside improve things? Should we have them both sleep separately to keep Tallulah from bothering Bela? What's a good way to have Tallulah get used to sleeping outside? Would it be counterproductive to treat them differently, say letting Bela sleep inside but leaving Tallulah outside? Regards, Daniel and Lucila. Thanks for writing in. Now, um, there's to I'll I'll start with the the beginning of your questions. It sounds like you have um, you know you have you have them written out in such a way that it'll allow me to kind of address everything that's going on in your email. Uh, first of all, so far as her bedtime behavior being common, um, I wouldn't say that it's uncommon, but you you know, but it's it's not necessarily something that you see in the majority of puppies. Um, at, as you as you had said, you know that she acts similarly to a human baby, kind of the same type of thing. Some some human babies are really good at going to sleep, and none n none or some are not as good at it. So um, it's not it's not something to be you know to be concerned about in that particular you know in that particular area of it being really really unusual. But um, but you know of course of course as you guys as you guys said you're you're trying everything um, to get her to go to sleep. And it does sound like you're kind of, you know, working, working the gamut there. Um, some, some ideas to make it easier. The first thing that, the first thing that I would do 
is I would get a crate for her. Um, if you get, if you guys don't already have one, um, crates are wonderful. Now, since she is a Great Dane and she's growing quickly, I'm sure. Um, if you if you do have a crate, it may be a little bit big to put in the bedroom. However, if if it won't fit in the bedroom, if you could just kind of put it like maybe at your the doorway to your bedroom and leave the door open so that she's still you know she's still near you. Um, you're not totally, totally separated from her, then, um, then that would help. But the, the reason why, why I suggest this are a few things. Um, number one, it'll keep, it'll keep her from, uh, from biting anybody, um, Bela, and even more importantly, you guys. Um, and then also it's, it will help her, um, you know, get, get used to, you know, still, still being in a bed, still being, you know, somewhere that, you know, that's comfortable, that's hers, that she can curl up in but it'll kind of it'll kind of keep her there so she you know so she won't be able to just kind of get up and wander about herself either so it'll allow you guys to go to sleep a little bit easier um knowing that she's going to be you know kind of kind of confined you know without having to wait for her to go to sleep beforehand so um so that's something that would really help now if um if you guys don't have a crate what what my um what my mom used to actually do when the when the dogs were real real tiny before basically before they were big enough for their crates um and Tallulah may be too big for this already I don't know um is she would get like a huge box I mean you know maybe the, the type of a box that like an appliance would come in maybe a dishwasher or something like that um and have the dog actually sleep in that kind of for kind of for the same thing so that that way the dog can't um be bothering other other people dogs and is kind of confined now if you do that with her make sure that um that you have it up again you know up against things in such a way that she won't be able to knock it over or anything like that but basically what we want to do is kind of confine her in an area and she'll learn that this is her you know her sleep area so that will help her to that will help her to kind of um you know get a routine and also make it so that you guys don't have to keep going over to to her which may actually help to keep her awake now, next, um, talking talking about um, whether whether you should have them sleep separately. I I, I ha this this will help um, keep Tallulah and Bela somewhat separated, at least enough separated that Tallulah is not going to be able to bother Bela and be be waking her up. However, I do recommend that you try to have the dogs together when um like. like when when I say together, I mean you know in the same in the same general area in the same type of room when they sleep and and if you have the dogs with you guys either in your bedroom or right outside your bedroom, that's going to be a much better situation for probably everybody concerned as well um, in in pack life in the wild and also when you take domestic dogs and kind of give them their you know kind of give them the ability to do as they like most of the time they are going to just want to be wherever the rest of the pack is. So that's wherever you are, wherever the other dogs are, and will want to sleep, you know, in the same, in the same vicinity. Um, some dogs like ours like to sleep on top of each other half the time. So, um, so I definitely would recommend keeping them together. Separating them might make it a little bit tougher. And as you're talking about, you know, having the dogs sleep outside, I think that, um, probably rather than improving things, it might make things a little bit tougher even, um, because because on top of the general Tallulah not wanting to go to sleep, um, she'll also probably be wanting to get wherever you guys are. So um, and and actually, I recommend for 
you know, for, for people in most situations, I don't know if you're talking about having them sleep inside or outside the house versus inside or outside your room, but I highly recommend having the dog in at, in at night. Um, even, you know, even if your, your dog, you know, has say has a dog door and runs in and out during the day or whatever, um, during the nighttime, it's a really good idea to keep your dogs inside with you guys for a number of reasons. Um, the number, the number one, one being what I was saying before, um, that they generally want to be with the rest of the pack and the nighttime sleeping together with them is kind of a very, very strong instinctual thing. But on top of that, at night, it's tougher for you to be able to supervise them in doing whatever they're doing. So if they're, you know, if they're inside with you guys, then they're right by you. It helps you to be able to keep them safe. Whereas if they're outside and, you know, something happens that, that something could be, you know, whatever there could, um, you know, there could be a storm so that could, an intruder, you know, so on and so forth. It, um, it, you know, it has you separated from your dog. So that way it's tougher for you to take care of your dog. And also, um, you know, in the case of an intruder, tougher for your dog to take care of you. And what, you know, what I mean by that is if there's something going wrong and your dog knows it, they're going to want to be with you to know that you're okay. So, um, so I, you know, I recommend that you, you know, in the long run, if you can have them sleep, you know, as near you as possible in general. And so that, so that'll probably um, be most helpful. Now, so far as treating them differently and sleeping, um, that's fine. Truthfully, with dogs, you can treat them differently in a number of different things. But the general rule of thumb that you will want to be aware of is that the dogs in and amongst themselves will work out whichever one is top dog. Right now, that's probably Bela, just because Tallulah's a puppy. That may change as Tallulah grows up. Whichever dog is the, you know, the top dog or the alpha dog within the two, that should be the one that gets the best of whatever, um, you know, kind of, kind of the best, you know, the best treats and gets pet first and gets, you know, the leash on first when you go for walks, so on and so forth. Well, that could, that could also go for sleeping. So for example, if the dogs are both sleeping with you in the room, the dog that's the alpha dog should maybe be closer to where you guys are. Um, if there, you know, if there's a question of that kind of thing, especially if you're wanting to separate them, you might have one of them be a little bit across the room from the other, um, you know, kind of keep that in mind, but no, it's, it's not really counterproductive at all. That's absolutely fine. And why is it important to continue? Why is it important to reinforce that? Uh, uh, well, the, the reason why, well, first, first of all, um, you know, just, just in your dealing with, with the dogs as, you know, as a pack member, they, they should, you know, and in a lot of cases do, but, but should look, look to you to be the absolute alpha dog. Um, and, and by you, I mean, you know, whatever people are living there, that could be one person or it could be a number of people should be basically higher in the hierarchy than, than the dogs are, um, for, you know, for many reasons, safety being one of them so that the dog doesn't try to challenge you. Now with, with the dog, with the actual dogs and their own little order there, by the by the people who are the ult ultimate alpha alpha dogs, reinforcing the structure between that the other dogs have worked out amongst themselves. Basically, they help to keep that structure in place. Now, if the people start um, start treating, say, a lower dog 
better say 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 that that um the the lower ranked dog is getting pet first and the lower ranked dog is getting all of the goodies so on and so forth then what can happen is that can cause the lower dog to believe that it should be in a higher position and it can start attacking the higher dog or the higher dog in feeling that it needs to now do things in order to keep its position it may start attacking the lower dog to kind of put the lower dog in position because um, you know, essentially the, the people have confused the situation. Um, I, I hope, I hope I put it so that it makes sense, but bas- basically, um, whatever, do- whatever order the dogs have worked out amongst themselves, it's just better to keep that order and to reinforce that order so that the dogs don't start having to, to mess with their order a little bit. So, yeah, so I hope that, that, that helps with, um, you know, with, with pack order and, and how to work with that. And I hope to, that some of these suggestions will help you guys with with Tulula getting her to sleep a little bit more peacefully. Um. Oh, one uh, one other thing that I wanted to bring up. Uh, one of this one of the things that you guys said that you had tried, I think, was really really smart. How you had talked about having her run a few laps around the yard before bed. Much like with human exercise, that can actually kind of kind of pep a dog up for a short amount of time. But getting the more exercise you get. Um, our dog gets the better it is for them and you know generally the better they'll sleep in the long run so what I'd recommend that you do is you know to go ahead and and keep keep doing that keep running running laps and exercising or that's a great great thing to do that will probably help but make sure that you do that quite a while before um, you're getting ready for bed Uh, a couple of hours I would say would probably be optimum and so that'll give her some time to kind of come off that exercise high and get nice and tired so that hopefully she'll just flop on over when it's time to go to sleep so thanks again for writing in and uh, you know and best of luck with getting her with getting her sleeping under control just one of one of those things when we have puppies little things that you get to teach them as they're growing up so um, be sure to remember to enjoy every minute of it too because it goes by pretty fast so now we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. A dog's got to do what a dog's got to do. Hey, I should know. I'm a dog. Wolf. And what I got to do is chase squirrels, especially the one digging holes in my yard. Someday soon I'll get free and chase that lawn wrecker right out of town. You don't think your dog will run away? Your dog might think differently. One in three pets will get lost. Without ID, 90% won't return home. That's why vets recommend the Home Again Microchip, a safe, permanent ID that can bring your pet home. Talk to your vet about Home Again and visit homeagainpets.com. And thanks to our sponsor, Home Again. And now it's time for listener pictures. Our first pictures are actually of Fluffy, who we were talking about earlier. John sent in pictures of her playing with her toys at Christmas. And the next picture we have came in from Amy. And this is actually a Valentine's Day picture card she sent in of Roscoe. Thanks for sending in those pictures. We have we have holiday pictures today. It's very, very appropriate on this holiday. So we, we, li- we like these ones a lot. They're really cute. So please check those out. As well as our other pictures at the listener picture gallery. We have pictures of, of lots of, of the different dogs. Whose, own, whose owners listen to Canine Cast and uh, and some of the dogs themselves, we have an inkling do as well. So, you know, check those out. We always are so tickled by the pictures we get. Some are just so cute and others are just so beautiful, but, um, but they all just show, you know, the dog's personalities and it's really, really great to see. 
So, and, and please continue as well as sending in pictures to send in your stories, your comments, your feedback, your questions. We love hearing from all of our listeners. It really, really brightens our day and makes us smile to be able to interact by, um, you know, we can talk to you and then hear back from you as well. Um, and in addition to hearing back from you on email, we, of course, have our voicemail lines, and you can also leave us a message at Skype. So lots of different ways for you guys to contact us if you would like, and we'd love to hear from you. We also, you know, as you've heard, enjoy sharing all of the information and questions and such that you send in with listeners on the show. So we'll continue to do that if you send those in. And so now we are actually at the end of our show for tonight. Thank you so much for joining us once again and also for all of the tremendous support that you've shown the canine cast. We really, really appreciate it and love putting together the show for you. We're really happy that we, we got to wait an extra day so we could share with you, you know, our, our extra special Valentine's slash birthday and for the dogs. And we hope that you all had a wonderful day as well. So until next time, if you haven't already, please remember to spay or neuter your dog. It's the best thing you can do for your furry friend. If you have a question for Tara or a comment about CanineCast, please send an email to caninecast at gmail.com. Or you can leave a voicemail at 206-338-DOGS. And you can leave a comment on our website at caninecast.com.